Today, I want to talk to you for a few minutes about chickens. We're going to talk about chickens and wizards. Chickens and wizards. All right, if you want to write that down, you can go ahead and write that down. Kind of wizards, not like Levi used to say lizards. I'm talking about wizards like sorcery and magic, that kind of wizard. All right, but we'll start out by talking about some chickens. Because I was thinking about it yesterday while I was working on a pig fence. I started thinking about chickens because I saw the neighbor's chickens coming up and coming around. And um, So this is a very important subject that was really on my mind. And I was thinking about, like, what's the most powerful bird I could think of? And for me, that was an eagle. And I think about all the spiritual references and the scriptures about eagles and all this stuff like that and I got to thinking why do eagles fly why are eagles so powerful and chickens don't me a chicken's like the weakest bird they're they're the most fried bird they're the most eaten bird by predators and humans, it would really not be cool to be a chicken. Even if you are kept and protected by somebody, they just do that so they can rob your young before they ever have a chance to be hatched. I'd rather be a pig than a chicken. These are the things I think about while I'm weeding. (coughs) So... When I got to do a little bit of studying, I started looking up random facts about chickens and eagles and stuff like that. And I got some some pretty cool stuff, and God began to speak to me through it. Why do eagles fly and chickens don't? Well, first of all, I guess the most important question is, can chickens fly? Yes, they can. They're just not good at it. They don't fly very well. Especially if you're Bo and Amanda's chickens that they clip your wings. Make sure you can't fly well. Right? But even a chicken that doesn't have its wings clipped, it can't fly good. It just can fly up a little bit or on something. But if you look it up and do a little research, say chickens used to could fly very well. But over time, they've become domesticated. They didn't have to use their wings to hunt for food because somebody was feeding them. They didn't have to escape from predators because they were protected by the farmers. And over years and years and years and years and years, their wings became weaker and their bodies became fatter and heavier. And their feet became more and more accustomed to walking and scratching on the ground. To where now we look at chickens and, well, can they even fly? Can chickens fly? If you can resolve this question, I think you will deal with most of the questions in your life. If you do a little bit of research. I was thinking about that word research. Research. So you're researching something that someone's already searched. Move on. You'll find that chickens can fly. 
just not very good. Chickens lost their ability to fly when they became domesticated and fat. I'll leave that there and let it speak to you. Their wings became weak and their feet adapted to walking and scratching on the ground. Easy feeding and safe living stole their flight. Think about that. Because things weren't hard. Things got made easy for them. Easy feeding and safe living stole their flight. Half our prayers are that God would make our lives easier. That God would provide us with the provision that we need. That God would protect us and make things easier. But like the old chicken, easy feeding and safe living stole their flight. Making them the most eaten and or fried bird on the planet. The diametric opposite of the chicken is an eagle. The complete opposite. They're focused. They act out of purpose. Did you know that when an eagle, when a bald eagle is diving for its prey, that it gets so locked and focused on it and that they've been clocked reaching speeds of 200 miles an hour diving after prey? Imagine a rabbit or something running from. What chance do you have? That thing can get up to 200 miles an hour with his talons. That is the opposite of a chicken. The complete opposite. Their focus, they act out of purpose. They reach their greatest speed. Chasing what they want. It's the fastest they will ever go is diving after something that they want. Their purpose of catching that meal. A chicken reaches its greatest speeds running from what it's afraid of. The fastest a chicken will ever go is when it's running from something it's scared of. The fastest an eagle will ever go is when it's chasing something it wants. Now, it would be absurd for a chicken to hear a motivational speech and decide it's going to live like an eagle. Right? That, that would be weird. That would be absurd. Like this stupid chicken. He listened to a TED Talk and decided he's going to be an eagle. But this is what we do. As Christians, that's what we do. And we're actually taught in a lot of churches to act like an eagle. You're a chicken. You're this sinful, weak little chicken, but you need to act like an eagle. And even though I know I'm a chicken, I'm going to act like an eagle. They that wait upon the Lord will mount up on wings like a chicken. Mount up on wings like an eagle. 
Nobody wants to mount up on wings like a chicken. I don't. Maybe I want to eat some wings off a chicken. Nobody wants to mount up on wings like a chicken. No, we want to mount up on wings like an eagle. We've been told if you just act like an eagle, think like an eagle, live like an eagle, then you'll be an eagle. And I've found that you will be a really awkward and disappointed chicken needing therapy. If you act like an eagle, think like an eagle, you want to be an eagle, but you're a chicken, you're just a messed up, disappointed chicken. It doesn't make you, just like in the natural, it doesn't make you an eagle. Let's pray. Thanks for coming today. Good place to leave you guys. <laughs> You're a bunch of messed up chickens. Go get therapy. We got numbers up here. Good counselors. It's frustrating. People say, You're a chicken. You're born a chicken. You live a chicken. You die a chicken. You're born a sinner in sin and iniquity. You're a slave to sin. You're a sinner. We hear it all different ways. You're too weak to fly. Jesus said in Luke 16, 13, No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Mammon means wealth or money. You can't serve God and money. You can't serve two masters. John 8, 34, Jesus said, Most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave to that sin. So who will you serve, sin or God? Death or life? Your sin or bondage it can be an obstacle. It can stop you from living the life of an eagle. Just like the chicken pen was meant to keep the chickens safe, but it becomes an obstacle and keeps them from flying. Sin becomes an obstacle. If you look up the word sin in the Strong's Concordance, it's a Greek word that's used in the New Testament to sin, to do wrong, to do any act contrary to the will of God. And remember, God doesn't categorize sin. Sin is sin. We categorize sin as humans. One sin is worse than another sin. God doesn't categorize sin. Jesus said, if you hate somebody in your heart, then you murdered them. If you've committed, if you've lusted after a woman in your heart, you've committed adultery. Jesus like made it even worse. So we've all committed sin. But the meaning of the word sin is missing the mark. It's to, it's to miss the mark, right? And we, we know that. We've heard that. And so I've told you the story before. It's been a few months ago, but it really fits today about the, the story of the farmer that had a big chicken farm, and he was up hiking on the mountain, and he was climbing along the edge of the cliffs, going on this hike, and 
he finds an egg that had obviously fallen out of a nest, a large egg, and he picked it up and he put it in his bag, brought it back down, and he put it in the chicken's nest where one of his hens was sitting on a bunch of eggs. And the hen sat on it, and they, all the chicks hatched, and that big old egg hatched too, and he didn't even know what it was. But it was giant and awkward looking and weird. And as it grew, it turns out that it was an eagle. And he grew up with the chicks, and he thought he was a chicken. And he learned how to scratch around, and then he learned from all the chickens to run. So when eagles would fly over to try to grab a chicken, the eagles would fly over from the mountain. All the chickens would run into the hen house to hide, and so would this big, dumb-looking eagle. He'd waddle in the house with all the chickens, and scratch around and eat bugs and eat the chicken food. And people would come out to look at this big eagle and laugh at him. Because he thought he was a chicken and he was walking around with all the chickens and he had the wings to fly, the ability to fly, the talons to hunt and he just scratched around with the chickens because that's what he thought he was. That's what he thought he was created for. And the story doesn't have this great ending where he finally realized who he was and killed one of his fellow brother chickens and ate it and flew away pounding his chest no he died of old age in the farmer's chicken pen never realizing his potential never realizing how powerfully he was created so sin the Greek word is to miss the mark or to miss your mark to miss your mark I think the greatest sin in life is to miss your mark. To live and die as a chicken when you have the ability to be an eagle. Oh, I wish I had what she has. I wish I had what he has. You know, there are people in the hospital right now begging God for a little more time. Something you have. There are people begging God for what you are wasting. So people will tell you you're a chicken. You're born a chicken. Live as a chicken. Die as a chicken. And you say, no. I'm becoming a falcon. I'm becoming an eagle. Threw in the falcon because the peregrine falcon is the only one that they've ever measured matching the speed of an eagle at 200 miles an hour. And the season starts next week, so I had to throw in the falcon. I'm becoming an eagle. I got saved. Grace covers my chicken. Dusty, how do you live like an eagle? I'm about to show you a different way to look at it. You remember Paul said in Romans 12? I'm read it to you. Romans 12. Romans 12, 1. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed word conform it's, it's don't fit in 
Don't fit into everything and everyone around you. Don't fit into the culture. Don't no monkey see, monkey do. You're not a chicken just because there's a bunch of chickens around you. You're not a chicken just because you were told you were a chicken. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. See, we all want transformation. We all want to see a transformation in our lives. We all want to see a transformation in our wives. We all want to see a transformation in our dog and our world and our stuff. But be transformed, how? By the renewing of your mind. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. 2 Corinthians 10.3. Look what Paul said. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Bringing into captivity every thought. Just the thought of that stresses me out. Because I don't know about y'all, but I have a lot of thoughts. Just now, while I was reading that verse, I had probably 16 different thoughts. Now, how in the world am I going to capture all those thoughts? How can I bring every one of those into how can I capture all those thoughts and bring them into obedience? Does anybody know? Please, I'm asking. <laughs> it's impossible. How? Thought, 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 thought. They keep coming. How do you do it? You set a trap. Don't chase thoughts. Have them chase you. How? By taking control of your mind. SSP is the part of your brain. It's SSP is short for Selective Sensory Perception. And that means that's the part of your brain that filters out unimportant information and filters in important information. It's how we stay alive walking through a busy city. And we don't stress out and panic like at every noise and everything. But it's the part of your brain that tells you like, hey, that noise is unimportant. That's unimportant. Oh, the car flying towards me honking its horn. That's important. Move. It's that part of your brain. Um, the crazy thing is that you can train your SSP. You can train it to what is important and what isn't important. It's what athletes do. You've heard people talking about working on their hand-eye coordination. That's working with your SSP in your brain. It's training your brain that when a football is flying at me, catch it. That's important to me, to focus on that and nothing else around. Focus. So that I don't get hit. You ever been hit with something you didn't see coming? I have. 
Now, in boxing, it's huge for boxers. That's what they're doing, whether they know it or not, is when you're training, you're training your SSP, what's important. Mainly to get real simple, when the fist is flying at your face, learn how to dodge it or block it or lessen the blow. Like That's training your SSP to say, warning, get out of the way. And they say in boxing that the one that the hit that really hurts you is the one you don't see coming. And that's true in all areas of life. That's the one that'll knock you down, the one that you don't see coming. Now, Jesse got hit in the eye with a ball last year at one of Sky's games of baseball. It was a foul ball. It shot off of a building and flew back and hit her in the eye. And I'm going to talk about split her whole eye open. Had to glue it back together with super glue from the dollar store because she wasn't willing to leave the game. But the funny thing is, that ball that hit Jesse, I heard three or four people say it there that day at the ball game, and it came from the same place that everything that's ever hit me that I didn't see coming, and they all come from the same place. I'm sure you've heard it. That thing come out of nowhere. They all come from nowhere. Whoa, did you see that? Man, that thing came out of nowhere. You don't see it coming, but you can train your SSP. You can work on hand-eye coordination. You train it to move when a punch is coming. But here's the problem. You can train it what's important, and you can train it what's not important. The problem is, if you are really cynical, then you have trained your brain to filter out every possibility for hope. If you're negative, you've trained your brain to filter out the positive. If you don't believe that you are lovable, then you've trained your brain to remove any information that says you are loved. Your SSP does that. It can be a good thing or it can be a really bad thing. Depending on what you've trained it to do. So I told you just a minute ago that I'm about to show you a different way to look at it. You've been living like a chicken trying to become an eagle. But what you need to realize is that you are an eagle that has been living like a chicken. See, the real you is not the chicken. It's not the weakness. It's not the brokenness. It's not the fear. It's not the failure. It's not the part of you that moves the fastest when it's running, being motivated by fear. That's not the real you, no. You see, the real you is an eagle. The real you is a good father. The real you is a good mother. The real you walks in purpose. The real you is a world changer. The real you is what God created you to be. The real you is generous. The real you is powerful. The real you is free. Not in bondage of sin. Not a slave. That's the real you. That's the eagle. The one that flies with purpose. The one that when a storm comes, flies high. Doesn't run for shelter. So let me show you a man that thought he was a tick, a ticken. That thought he was a chicken. 
pretending like he was an eagle. He thought he was a chicken. And he was trying to become an eagle. Acts 8 and 9. I'm going to read you a little story about Simon the wizard. You may not have heard this story. Not a lot of people preach about this one. This, he's just like the Wizard of Oz. You'll see. Starting in verse 9. Previous to Philip's arrival, a certain Simon had practiced magic in the city. Posing as a famous man and dazzling all the Samaritans with his wizardry. He had them all, from little children to old men, eating out of his hand. They all thought about it a long time, and everyone was... Wait a minute, I skipped a word. They all thought he had supernatural powers and called him the Great Wizard. He had been around a long time. And everyone was more or less in awe of him. He was a fake. But when Philip came to town announcing the news of God's kingdom and proclaiming the name of Jesus Christ, they forgot Simon and they were baptized, becoming believers right and left. Even Simon himself believed and was baptized. From that moment, he was like Philip's shadow. So fascinated with all the God signs and miracles that he wouldn't leave Philip's side. When the apostles in Jerusalem received the report that Samaria had accepted God's message, they sent Peter and John down to pray for them and receive the Holy Spirit. Up to this point, they had only been baptized in the name of the Master Jesus. The Holy Spirit hadn't yet fallen on them. Then the apostles laid their hands on them, and they did receive the Holy Spirit. And when Simon saw that the apostles, by merely laying on hands, conferred the Spirit, he pulled out his money, excited, and he said, Sell me your secret. Show me how you did that. How much do you want? Name your price. And Peter said, leave it to old Peter to be blunt and tell the truth. To hell with your money. And you along with it. Kind of harsh there, Pete. The King James says, thy money perish with thee. One day your money will be gone. And so will you. That's not what's important. Why, that's unthinkable, Peter said, trying to buy God's gift. You'll never be a part of what God is doing by striking bargains and offering bribes. Change your ways, and now ask the master to forgive you for trying to use God to make money. I can see this is an old habit with you. You reek of money lust. Oh, said Simon, pray for me. Pray to the master that nothing like that will ever happen to me. Ah, I'm sorry. You can't fake it. You can't buy it. 
can run around as a chicken, acting like you're an eagle, acting like you've got the power, acting like you're walking in purpose, acting like you are what God called you to be. You can't become powerful by wearing an eagle suit. Popular teaching says that we're all chickens created by a supreme eagle. And we aspire to become eagles. And that God gives us rules that can only be obeyed by an eagle. And then he holds us accountable for being chickens. That doesn't make sense. You see, the truth is, God created us in his image. God created us as eagles. We chose to live as chickens. We chose to become domesticated and fat and give up our flight. God created us as eagles. He created us powerful with purpose in his image. I'm going to close in 2 Peter 1. Look what Peter wrote. 2 Peter 1 verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you. Did you know grace and peace are connected? You do a study on that? Grace and peace. They're connected. So what's Peter saying? Grace and peace be multiplied more and more. How? Through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. According as His divine power hath, that's past tense, it already happened, hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Wait, so what Peter just said was that God hath, He already has given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. So what else do you need? Nothing. There's absolutely nothing else that you need that God didn't already give you and create you with. All things that pertain to life and godliness. I can't think of anything else I need. If I have all things that I need for life and godliness, that's all that I need. He's already given it to me. Through the knowledge of Him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Religion says you're a chicken. Do this, 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 and this, and one day you can be an eagle. 
if you go through all these steps, if you do these things right, then one day you can transform yourself from a chicken to an eagle. Grace says you are an eagle. See it, and you won't live like a chicken. If you can see the price that was paid for you and who you really are, you won't live like a chicken. Why would an eagle walk around scratching in the dirt trying to eat a worm? So what are you trying to say, Dusty? I'm trying to say stop playing the chicken-eagle game. Everything you need, it's in you. God put it in there. There's a purpose for you. It's inside of you. He created you, his sons and his daughters. You don't have to play that game. It's in you. The problem with religion is that Religion works from a basic assumption that it's not in you. That you don't have what you need, that there's something you need to do for a relationship with God, for to cover your sins, for different religions have different things, but it all is the basic assumption that there's it's not in you. There's something that you need to do. That's not grace. Religion says you must do to be. Grace says the opposite. Pastor Bruce says says it this way. um, Your doing must come from your being. Never the other way around. Yeah, we're supposed to do good works. And we're supposed to help the world around us and we're supposed to feed the hungry and clothe the naked and do all these things but if your doing isn't coming from your being from who you are in God then you're going to burn out then you're going to have resentment you're going to have all these different things but if your doing is coming from your being from who you are you're acting like an eagle because you're an eagle You're not acting like an eagle because you're a chicken trying to become an eagle. You can't be a chicken trying to do eagle things. You must be transformed. And see that you are an eagle. And then you will do eagle things. Just making that one switch. Can change everything. Let's pray. God, thank you. God, reveal to us who we really are. God, show us the best version of us, your plan. Help us to see how powerfully we were created. That we were created in your image to do great things for you. To fly high. To focus. To chase after you with purpose. God, we're sorry for the times we've been motivated by fear. Fear. 
Sorry for the times that we've lived as chickens. We've gotten comfortable. And not gone high. God, we love you. Thanks for loving us. Thank you for calling us your sons and your daughters. Thank you for teaching us. Continue to grow us up. We want to be more like you. We love you. Thanks for loving us. In Jesus' name, amen.